You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey guys, welcome to our last and final solo episode of season six. You still have plenty more to go, so don't worry. You still have three coaching sessions uh, between Michelle and I, and then you also have our final wrap-up. But this will be my final solo episode of this season, so just really excited to get to chat with you and share with you. I absolutely love, love, love doing these and just feel like it is such a gift to get to sit down and have this conversation one-on-one with all of you. And as always, thank you so much for listening. If it has been impactful to you, please make sure to reach out and let Michelle know. It is obviously such a big thing to put yourself out there in this way. So just always an encouragement to share with Michelle if there has been something that has really stood out to you. So let's dive into this episode. So I really want to talk about harnessing your power to get more of what you want. I think that has been a really, really important theme that we've been uncovering with Michelle that um, is just so, so key for all of us, right? It's this idea that we are able to be creators and impact our ultimate results. But it's also really hard because we have to balance that with some level of surrender too. And I think all of us kind of can find ourselves very far on one side of the line or the other where you know, we're so surrendered that we don't at all feel like our actions are connected to getting us more of what we want, or we're so in action mode that we're just running at things constantly, throwing spaghetti at the wall and never really getting there. And so what I want to talk about today is that middle ground, right? That place that where you can be both surrendered and feel really, really powerful and able to get more of what you want. Um, I truly feel like, you know, uh, the belief or the feeling that we're able to impact our circumstances is one of the biggest gifts we have as humans and the thing that we all have to lean into in entrepreneurship, right? Like going into entrepreneurship is almost an exercise in saying like, I believe I can create what I want and here's my attempt at doing that. Uh, So I think it's really important we talk about this, but I think there are so many things that can keep us from feeling that way or keep us stuck you know, on one end of the spectrum or the other, I feel like, um, what I want to really preface this with is that I'm obviously talking about this more from the perspective of the struggle Michelle has been dealing with, which is that, um, ability to kind of harness her power and feel really, really connected to her desires and her actions being able to impact them. Again, I think there's this whole other side of the spectrum where sometimes we are in complete, like, over action mode and we don't feel any surrender at all. We're not going to talk about that as much today, but again, it's just important to say that because I feel like sometimes we can listen to a podcast and we're like, oh, okay. So my takeaway is that I have to show up in this way. And like, maybe, but what I really want you to kind of be a filter for is like, which challenge are you actually experiencing and what solves that problem? Right? Because again, as always, solving the right problem is going to be 
the thing that gets you what you want most often and most frequently in business. And so if your problem is not the same as the one we're going to talk about today with Michelle, that's totally okay. Maybe this just gives you that discernment, but don't feel like you have to take in or do every step that we talk about in this podcast either. Um, if this is not your challenge point, but what we are really speaking to is this idea of, you know, what Michelle has been struggling with, which is almost just like looking at her business as a to-do list, right? Where there are things she will do, but it doesn't at all feel connected to her getting more of what she wants. And like, yes, she's kind of, you know, surrendered to that and is like ready for, you know, the universe's support magic to show up all those kind of things, but it's really taking her out of her power a lot. So that's what we're talking about most today is like how to get back in that power, how to not just look at our business as a to-do list, how to really connect back to our desires. That's what's going to be so helpful, right? When we look at things as just to-do list items in our business and aren't really deeply connected to our desires, both inside and outside of business, and definitely to how our actions help us meet them, it's so much harder to actually move forward. So that's what I want to talk about today. It's not just about doing actions. It's about the energy and connection and belief behind that, which is really annoying, but really true. Um, I, I can tell you for sure I've been doing this for well over six years now, and I have seen a lot of people do a lot of the quote-unquote right actions, <laughs> And I have seen a lot of people do a lot of the quote unquote wrong actions. And what ultimately makes the difference isn't just what actions they're doing. It's about what is the energy and belief behind them. And again, annoying, but true. And it's important for me to speak to because I really do see this behind the scenes. And so being able to not just take more action, but really feel powerful in the action you're taking and feel the belief that that action gets you more of what you want is so crucial. And I think it's really hard to do in our space sometimes because there's always someone that will tell us what else we should be doing, or there's always someone that's kind of ready to take our power from us. Mm -hmm. Or there's a lot of messaging, again, about like surrender, that can be confusing. Again, I talk about um, that a lot and surrender has been a huge, huge, huge piece of my journey. But I also think there is a way where sometimes that can be misconstrued too, to think like, okay, so I, I just like do these to-do list items and then I surrender it and I kind of wait and hopefully <laughs> that happens, right? And like really there is this middle ground where like I maybe surrender the timeline and the how, but I still feel fully invested in the fact that me showing up and taking action really gets me more of what I want. It might not look the exact way I thought it was going to look, or it might not play out perfectly, but ultimately I have to see myself at creation to feel really powerful in my business moving forward. If I don't feel like my actions are the ultimate creator of my results in business, going to be really hard to stay connected to and bring good energy to those actions. And it's also going to be really, really hard to back those actions with belief, right? And that's such a key component here. This is where mindset and strategy and execution kind of all play together, right? It's like, yes, I want to feel clear on my strategy and I want to take action on it, but I really have to back that 
with the right belief to see that fully come to fruition. And if I ultimately am not tying my actions to getting more of what I want, well, dang, it's so hard to believe in it, right? So really important that we kind of piece all of those things together. And if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, I resonate with that so much, like I'm just not seeing my actions as a determiner of my results in business, it's really time to go back to that. And listen, I'm not saying other things don't impact you, like your audience's actions or, um, you know, like what's happening with the Instagram algorithm. Of course, those things can be impactful, but ultimately your actions get to adapt to those things. And that's where it actually gets really good and exciting. And again, powerful, right? So it's not about saying like, you just do the right actions and you get the right results. No, it's about saying you trust yourself to keep taking actions to get you more of what you want. And if you need to change or adjust, you have the mindset to do that because you truly believe that you are at creation of what you want. Does that make sense? I know it can all be (laughs) kind of complicated or nuanced. Like it's like, well, we're supposed to surrender, but we're also supposed to take action, but we're also supposed to, you know, believe. And ultimately I think this is the work that we're all doing is finding the balance of all of that. And is finding that space where we both really, really believe in our abilities and our power and our actions and really know that there may be other ways in which these things show up for us and both are good. Um, this is such a random uh, story, but I've told uh, some of my clients this because I feel like it's a really good um, example of this. But I have a friend who was very, very serious about finding like her person. Like she wanted to get married, wanted to find her person. And so she took online dating very <laughs> seriously in terms of like being willing to show up and take the action, right? Like she was on her app every day. She reached out to people. She said yes to date. She did all the things, right? Like she was fully in the action. Like she knew exactly what her desire was, i.e. meet my person. And she backed herself so fully in that by taking action and believing that her action would ultimately lead to her getting what she wanted. Okay. Now the absolute comical irony of this is that she is actually married now, um, but she met her husband in a grocery store. (laughs) So it wasn't actually at all through the action of online dating, but that action told the universe and her brain (laughs) and everyone that came into contact with her that she was serious. Like she was aligned. She meant business. She believed that she could be the creator of what she wanted. Does she care at all that she met him in a grocery store versus through one of the online dates? Not for a second, right? Is she saying, oh, that was such a waste to have been online dating because I met him in the grocery store? Not for a second. She sees how all of those actions still led to her getting what she wanted. That was still her being in the right energy, being connected to her desire, showing she was serious and feeling really, really powerful. So I just want to use that example because I think in business we can get in our own ways so much of like, 
oh yeah, but what if I did all these actions and then I got the results some other way? Okay, that would still be okay. You still get what you want, right? You know, what if I use this whole strategy and then X, Y, Z other thing happened to get me what I wanted? Again, still okay. So we really want to see that like, It's not about this one action has to lead to this one result. It's about everything that goes with it. Do I feel powerful in creating what I want? And then am I open to all the ways that it could come to me? That's what I really want you to see. That's why her story is so perfect because she had all of those elements, but you know, the way it showed up looked a little different than she thought, but there are no regrets there. There's nothing that went wrong because it didn't come from an online date, like everything went right and conspired to ultimately get her what she wanted. So I really want you to see the same in business. It doesn't mean that every single action that we take, no matter what is always going to work out, but maybe that action leads you to learn something and you take another action that works out, or maybe something totally not connected to that and random happens that makes it work out. As long as you're knowing and feeling and believing that you ultimately are at creation and impacting the outcome, that's where you will feel powerful and you won't regret any of the action that you took because it ultimately moved you forward and got you what you wanted. Now, what I also want to talk about is like why that can be really hard to believe because I could sit here all day and give you examples of that. I mean, I can think of like in this moment, I'm thinking of so many client examples running through my head of both when a client like really showed up and took action and got exactly what they wanted from it, or when they really showed up and took action and it kind of came in a different way, but they still got exactly what they wanted. But the point isn't for me to just sit here and give you a ton of examples. It's to talk about why this can be really hard to do as well. And I want to look at it through some of the challenges that Michelle has been having, because that's what this is about, is about seeing what other people are going through and seeing where that's true in us and normalizing that. So yes, we get the concept, right? Really good to show up and take the action and feel very connected to the desire, to the desire, very powerful in creating it. Also really good to surrender that it has to look a certain way or come in a certain timeline. Cool. We get it. But what makes that hard to do? What's impacting that? What do we need to clear in order to show up like that. Potentially a lot of different things, but again, let's look at it through Michelle's lens. I think one of the big things for her that came up was the money mindset piece, right? So Michelle mentioned, you know, never feeling connected to really wanting or needing to make money. Um, The money she made was kind of always an extra, whether that was, um, you know, in high school, like she gave us that example of working in Panera or later on with her husband, it's really never felt like a thing she had to do. And so I feel like that's really, really important to see because, you know, sometimes we can, (laughs) we can almost look at that experience and be like, wow, such a privileged experience to have. And of course it is in some ways, but it doesn't mean that it still doesn't impact us. You know, I think sometimes with money mindset, we think like it's only impactful if it was like a really, really difficult or like super challenging experience. But like this obviously wasn't like horrible. Like it's great that Michelle has felt supported in that way, 
but it still impacts our brains and how we process things. So, you know, I think we're almost quick to write some of that off sometimes. Like, oh no, I didn't really have a money thing. Like money was always kind of fine. Moving on. Okay, maybe, but like maybe part of <laughs> part of what's in your way right now is that it was always fine and not something to look at too. So, you know, I think what we've just seen by looking at this in Michelle is that when you haven't spent any time feeling really connected to like, I do these things and it drastically impacts us, it meets our needs, it hits our desires, it gets me more of what I want. Like when we don't have that connection, it's really hard for our brain to build that bridge unless we work on it consistently. So again, money mindset challenges can show up in all different ways, whether it's because you had plenty of it or because you had none of it, but it's still going to create a story there. And so we really get to look at this story for Michelle now and see, oh, it makes sense that you've never really felt like the way you get your needs met is through money-making actions that you take. But if we can shift that, you might feel much better in entrepreneurship, like a much more powerful entrepreneur. Does that make sense? The other thing here too, that's similar to this, which I think I've, I've heard clients um, go through in different ways is need, right? So Michelle has gone through different periods, I think throughout this season, even, um, of feeling like she needed to make money versus feeling like she didn't at all. Um, I think, you know, as her family's financial situation has changed and different things like that, like that's obviously changed for her. And what I find to be really interesting that I have spoken to a ton of clients about is like, I think there is something easier for our brains when we are filling a hole versus when it feels like that hole is filled and we are creating abundance on abundance, right? I so see this with clients. And again, very um, different problem to have and comes with, you know, much privilege typically. And yet still a thing, right? When you know, if, if Michelle like absolutely needed this for her family and knew like, you know, none of their needs would be met without it, it would be really interesting to see how her mindset and action shifted based on that. When that's not there, it's really a much different level of motivation we have to access and tap into to feel like we can create abundance on top of abundance that's already there, you know, we can feel like we have the permission even to elevate our baseline, right? Um, Michelle and I talked a lot about that in a previous session of like, there's obviously this baseline here, but the, you know, desire and motivation and connection to go above it can be really, really hard to access. I've definitely seen this in clients, even as they've made more and more money too, is sometimes that feels really sticky to kind of get to the point where you're like, oh, I'm just making more and totally in abundance. I'm not like making more to fill a hole or a need anymore. So looking at that can be really important too, because it, it really calls us to create other motivation. And it also really calls us to do our money mindset work in terms of believing we can have and lock into abundance on abundance instead of like, I'm just allowed to meet my needs. You know, I think a lot of us have given ourselves permission to make enough money to meet our needs. And I think the idea of make way, way, way more than enough so that it's just absolutely overflowing 
is really, really uncomfortable for many of us. Um, and so looking at that is really important too, and could be a big factor that's impacting you from feeling motivated to take more action or to feel more powerful in getting what you want, because you might feel like, well, I already have what I need. How dare I go after more, right? So look at that for yourself too. Um, a next one, a next one, another one that's impacting this, I believe is some of the past traumatic experiences we've had. So for Michelle going through IVF and really wanting to avoid more disappointment is really, really impactful here. Um, and also the amount of surrender she had to practice through the IVF process. Right. And again, it's sometimes that pendulum can swing for us where, you know, what she really needed was a big dose of surrender before in that process. And so that's what she got. But then sometimes we can swing really far the other way. And now we need to feel really powerful in our action. Right. But because she had so many challenges and, you know, traumatic experiences and disappointment, it makes sense that putting yourself out there so vulnerably in terms of being like, I want this thing. I'm going to take this action. I'm going to make this thing happen, which by the way, is really fucking vulnerable. (laughs) Um, and she's doing it on a podcast, no less. Right. Um, really makes us fearful of disappointment, whether, (laughs) whether you're even someone that has had as much, you know, traumatic disappointment as Michelle has or less, like sometimes even just any small disappointments um, can feel really, really difficult and our brain wants to avoid them. It wants to keep us safe. So, you know, that is a huge impactor here. That desire to avoid disappointment, I think that has continued to be a theme that we're going to keep seeing for Michelle. And I I really want to say this because it feels super important, which is like, and it doesn't have to be something we're looking to clear or eradicate, (laughs) right? Like those experiences are hers and those came with a lot of disappointment and we don't need to, you know, make it so that she's never, ever, ever scared of disappointment ever again for her to be able to move forward. But we do have to keep speaking to this, looking at this and shifting this when it comes up, because we know it's a very ingrained experience. So I just want to normalize that because I think sometimes both as coach and coachee, there, there's almost this desire we have to just be like, how do I eradicate this thing and make it never come up again? And I just personally don't <laughs> believe that that is how we make progress. I think that actually keeps us stuck because we're waiting for the thing to go away. Like we're waiting for the fear of disappointment to go away. What I think helps here most is to just be willing to keep looking at it, keep speaking to it and keep shifting it whenever it comes up and, and really normalizing that and making that okay. Like it's okay that I have this tendency to want to avoid disappointment. I see it at play here. What can I do about it? What can I shift as opposed to like, oh my God, there it is again this is awful. It should go away. No, that doesn't help us. Right. But again, applying this to you, if you have a past traumatic experience where, you know, disappointment was really at play and you really were forced to surrender a lot, a lot, a lot, it can be harder to step back into your power because you're so scared of feeling disappointed again. The more you can look at that and give that attention and really feel that feeling and come through it, the easier it is to actually take that action to actually feel powerful, right? 
All right, so the next um, challenge that could be impacting this is not being connected to our desires. So if we don't know what we want, it's not really something that we can actively full out go after, right? What we tend to do is kind of vacillate back and forth. And I think we've seen that being a challenge that Michelle is facing that we're working through is that, you know, sometimes it feels like the money's the thing, or sometimes it doesn't, or sometimes it feels like I want more clients, or sometimes it feels like I want more space, or whatever. We all do this, right? And it's okay. Sometimes we need to take that time to figure out, like, what do I want most? But it really is a thing that we can find ourselves, you know, stuck in, I guess is a way I would say it for a while, because we can just stay in that back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And so really being connected to a clear desire is so important because how can we harness our power to get more of what we want if we keep changing our mind on what we want, right? Um, there's this book that I like. It's called The Wealthy Spirit. I've probably even told this story on the podcast before. I think it's by Shelley Campbell. And um, it just tells you kind of like one little nugget or story every day. And one of the stories that has been personally most impactful to me and that I reference a lot is the story she tells where it's basically like, you know, you go into a restaurant, you sit down to order, waiter comes over, takes your order, and you're like, I want pancakes. It's like, great. He starts to walk away. Then you're like, no, 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 wait. I want eggs and bacon. And he's like, okay, calls the order back to the kitchen. Then you're like, wait, no, no, I think I do maybe want the pancakes. Back and forth, back and forth, right? And then... <laughs> your order comes out totally wrong. Okay, well, not surprising, right? That your order came out totally wrong. You change your mind over and over again. And the, you know, analogy she makes is like, this is what we do, <laughs> like with our desires and with the universe sometimes is we do not place a clear order. And then when it comes out all wrong, we're like, oh my gosh, how did this come out so wrong? And the truth is we didn't really place a clear order right? So our power in part is in placing a clear order. The action of placing a clear order is on us. That's not on anyone or anything else. That's not even on the universe, right? Like that is our part. And so seeing our part as being really connected to our desires and just noticing when that vacillation is occurring is so important. And again, it's not something that we have to fix immediately. Like sometimes we need a little time to process what we want and that's totally okay too. But it's really important to see how much that can keep us from fully harnessing our power, right? Because I don't know what I want. So, you know, let's say harnessing my power feels like sprinting full out at something. Well, I have to know where I'm sprinting to, right? So this can be really, really impactful if you're not feeling super powerful in your actions and your experience and getting the results that you want. You might just not be that clear on the results that you want. So go back to that and look at that. All right, another impacting factor um, that Michelle was facing and that I think a lot of us face is corporate job experiences. So in Michelle's past position, she really kind of got the message and the story that she wasn't in control and her actions didn't really impact things as part of the much bigger organization, right? She talked about how she would take a lot of action and then, you know, it would totally change and it would be totally worth worthless action, it would feel like, right? And I think that that's 
uh, an experience a lot of people have had in corporate where it just almost doesn't feel like your actions matter at all. And so then if you bring that to entrepreneurship, well, dang, that's hard. That's super, super hard because now you have a story that your actions don't really matter, but like what else does your business hinge on? And it can feel really, really conflicting and confusing, which kind of brings me to a secondary piece of that, which is just like a corporate mentality in general, which can very much be just check the item off the list and you get a paycheck. And it's not really at all connected to something bigger. And so between that learning of your actions don't really matter and just check them off the list when we give them to you and you get a paycheck, well, dang, it's super hard to see yourself as a powerful creator, to harness that power, to get exactly what you want. Like we have had those experiences and mindsets that say that's not true. So also something really important to look at, like what was your corporate experience and corporate mentality? And is that impacting how powerful you feel in your business right now? And is that a really big opportunity to shift? You know, I think that's such a big opportunity for Michelle here is really rewriting those stories around that. So definitely look at that. Um, And then the last one I'm going to say here in terms of impact, and again, you may resonate with some, all, none of these, but the point is know what they are for you, right? But I feel like a lot of people resonate with this one, which is avoidance. So if we've learned to avoid as a coping mechanism, it can also be really, really hard to run at something, right? To get to see that we are able to get more of what we want. We have maybe learned that the way to get more of what we want is avoidance. And so our actions are very avoidant as opposed to very clear and specific and aligned and directed at what we want. So this could be something we learned in childhood. This could be something we learned in corporate, but basically, you know, a lot of us get the message that like, if you avoid the conflict, if you avoid the thing, you are safer. And so that can really impact us as entrepreneurs because we can get an avoidance of our own business. I know Michelle has mentioned this uh, quite a few times as she feels like, you know, she's looking at a lot of things that she was just really trying to avoid looking at. And again, it makes sense, right? Like if we've learned through past experiences that avoidance actually keeps us safer, our brain is going to want to do that again. It's like, nope, this is how we stay safe. This is what we do. But these are just worn in patterns. So everything I just talked about is basically a story, a pattern, or a belief that has been worn in. And so avoidance is just that too. It's like a coping mechanism that has been really reinforced over time because at one point it worked for us and at one point it got us what we wanted. But in the context of having your own business, it almost never gets you what you want. So really being able to look at that is important. And what I think matters the most here too, again, is definitely figuring out what resonates you, but also seeing how lots of things can stack up (laughs) at once to make us really feel like we're doing the things, but not at all connected to how that gets us what we want, right? So all of these were pretty much examples that Michelle and I have talked through or touched on. And I think there's, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them, right? So (laughs) 
let's normalize this and say, well, it's no wonder that Michelle is not feeling super connected to that. Cool. How do we change this? What do we do about it? And we'll talk about that in a second. But you might feel the same, like, wow, it's why does it feel so hard for me to make this connection, to harness that power, to run at things in my business? Well, you may have a lot of things stacking up too, and that's okay. doesn't mean we can't change it. doesn't mean we can't shift it. doesn't mean you have to feel bad about that. But understanding it is so crucial, right? Because from understanding, we can make shifts. From understanding, we can step into our power to change things. When we're in total lack of understanding or avoidance, that's when we just keep replaying these same patterns. And it feels like we're in quicksand because we're doing the things and none of it's getting us what we want. And we're so frustrated. But when we can come to understanding of like, wow, there are a lot of things and experiences that I've had that have told me the story that I can't harness my own power to get exactly what I want. Okay. I now have every opportunity to shift all of that. And I have every opportunity to see the places this might pop up. So please look at that for yourself. Again, there are quite a few here that you may resonate with. There are maybe none that you resonate with, but if you're feeling that same feeling, you probably have some versions of these popping up for you too. And the more you can create understanding there and know what's actually in the way, the more you're going to be able to fix it. So what do we do about it? Look at it, right? Um, Looking at this stuff is so huge. I mean, this is just truly why I believe so much in coaching and in particular, so much in one-on-one coaching, because I think like, you know, obviously Michelle brought awareness to all of these things, but I think having the container and conversations to bring awareness to these is so crucial because without that understanding, like we were just talking about, it's almost impossible to move forward and actually make the lasting changes. Like she could change her to-do list or how much work she's doing or whatever. But this is the kind of stuff that when we look at it creates lasting change. Um, The next thing is get connected to your desires. I mean, that was obviously such a big piece of what we talked about. But, you know, if we're calling this harnessing your power to get more of what you want, like you got to know what you want to get there. And so make sure you are getting super connected to your desires super regularly. And, you know, something we've played with with Michelle too is not just those really far off big desires, but like for this week, for next week, for next month, like those really clear desires are so key. Um, the next one is, you know, know what stories you have to rewrite and get to work on that. So again, most of the things we talked about are stories like, you know, it's better to just get items checked off the list or it's safer to avoid things. Like those are stories we get that opportunity to rewrite, but we have to put in the work of rewriting them. Our brains have them there because they have been reinforced through evidence, experience, um, like, you know, how we speak to ourselves, all of that kind of stuff. And so it is going to take effort to rewrite them, but spending that time every day, whether it's like with your coach or with a journal or through your own actions or all of the above to rewrite that is where you're going to see massive change. It's one thing to know what the stories are you need to change. And it's another thing to spend the time rewriting them. The next thing I want you to think about in terms of what to do about this is 
don't just chase another shiny object that gives you more to do's, <laughs> right? That is like the most tempting thing to do in this situation is just to be like, oh, I need to harness my power by taking more action. Okay, who can now tell me what actions I should take? Great. <laughs> like, right? What new shiny object can I find that will tell me exactly what actions to take? Okay, problem solved, moving on. So tempting. Sounds good in theory. Terrible in practice, right? Take actions because you truly feel connect they are connected to what you want. Don't give up your power again by just going, okay, I'll just go find newer, different actions to take. This is the same shit, right? It's just making it a to-do list. Take the action because you truly see like, well, this is what I want. And if I work backwards from that, I believe this action is going to get me there. And so I'm going to back that belief and I'm going to align to my actions getting me what I want. And I'm going to show up for that. Please do it for that reason. If you find yourself just chasing the shiny object again, all it does is reinforce that same pattern. Take actions because they feel deeply connected to what you want and you are really backing them with your belief. Um, and you know, the last thing is that sometimes we hear a lot about not doing more for the sake of doing it, right? And I'm all about that. Like I really believe in solving the right problem in your business and taking action from that space. And I think a lot of random actions that don't solve the right problem are not more helpful. But I think that sometimes what can happen in that is that we then almost vilify more action. You know, it almost feels like, oh, okay, then more action's not the answer either. <laughs> but it really depends. Like what we've uncovered as we've moved through things with Michelle is that seeing that it is her choice to do more or change things to get more of what she wants is huge. And being able to take action on that when she wants is incredibly valuable. So we don't want to vilify action at all, right? But at the same time, we want to take it from this place of feeling really in our power about it instead of it feeling like a to-do list, right? Actions don't have to look like you know, changing everything or throwing spaghetti at the wall, but they look like focusing on what we're learning and really feel empowered to change and seeing it as a choice. So instead of Michelle seeing like, oh, I just have to do this or I have like one of the questions I think that has come up this season is like pricing. You know, she has obviously raised her pricing and that has caused more uh, financial objections, et cetera. But seeing that as a choice of like, well, I could change it back or I could do other things if I want to keep it here, like really dive into these objections. But seeing it all as a choice and seeing how her actions impact that is really going to be the thing. So we don't want to make it so black and white where it's like, well, just go take a lot more action then that's the answer here. Because it's kind of not. But it's also not don't take any more action. <laughs> Does that make sense? So you have to find where that line is for you and where that nuances for you of where are more actions that I could take that are genuinely pointed to the direction of what I want and that feel like they're solving the right problem without it feeling like, oh, now I'm just supposed to take action for the sake of it. And, you know, to like harness my power more, I'm going to do that. Like, no, that's not it. Find the actions that you feel really aligned to, that feel very, very clearly connected to your desire and do that. And you know, honestly, 
this is why this work is so powerful because it's about so much more than just the business strategy, right? But it's about what backs the business strategy and what makes that work. So none of the things I really talked about in terms of how is this maybe impacting you or Michelle, in terms of like money mindset or past traumatic experiences or not being connected to our desires, like none of that had anything to do with business strategy. But there's no way you can't see how deeply connected that is to ultimately getting more of what we want, right? And so that's why it's so important to look at these things because yes, the strategy and the action piece is important and we have to look at it. But if we're not looking at all of the underlying impactors before that, we'll just run from strategy to strategy to action to action and we'll never solve the real problem. So I hope this is just a reminder on solving the real problem. And that truly is about harnessing your power to get more of what you want. But a lot of it is through looking at all the things that tell us we are powerful, right? Again, it's not just about taking more action. It's not about picking a new strategy. It's looking at all of the stories and experiences we have that tell us that we are not powerful, you know? So it's, it's funny because sometimes I think it's about like, okay, how do I get powerful? And it's like, well, you already are. It's how do you remove the stories that tell you you're not, <laughs> right? So I really want you to remember that as a takeaway from this is, you know, the reason I spent so much longer talking about what are the stories that are impacting this than I did on what to do about it is because the stories themselves and actually getting clear on those and removing those are what show you that it's always been true that you were powerful. There's not so much that you have to quote unquote do to be powerful, except <laughs> remove the stories that tell you you're not. So I hope this is a helpful reminder. I hope this has given you a lot of permission. I think it has been incredibly useful that Michelle has been able to show us this and to give us this insight. I think it's really, really hard to talk about a complex topic like that um, in a Facebook post or something, but being able to see how this has progressed in sessions um, and really the unfolding of that and like how much has come up for her in that is just wildly helpful. And I hope it gives all of you an opportunity to look at things in your own business and mindset in a new way. So hope you guys have a beautiful week and we'll be back next week with another session. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset, strategy, and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.